0: Yeah, I know it's been a hot minute since we've had digital noise, but there was a lot of stuff in the way, like South by Southwest, and, well, let's face it, just fucking shit Life? that happens at, during Christmas time in the holiday season. Yeah, fuck you people, okay?
1: <laughs> fuck you. Well, let's know no, no, hold no. on one second. Okay. I Fuck you, whoever listens to this show and clamoring for us. Like, we got fucking lives, you goddamn I... nerds. Fuck you. You know what? This is the last one we're doing. You know what? We're not going to even fucking finish, okay? So... We're going to cut it off right
0: here. <laughs> we're Fuck we're you, people. Don't, uh, bo- uh, uh, right does not speak for digital noise. <laughs> uh, I'm one third of this. So. For now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, don't leave because I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, please don't. Please don't go. Please don't go. We review uh, home releases on the show, which I realize a lot of people are doing more streaming these days, but um, there's a lot of- fuck you, people. No, sorry. There's a lot of great stuff that is just not available on those streaming networks that is still coming out as home releases, and there's also a lot of people like me who really like having physical copies of stuff because we found, even with buying- copies digitally yep there's no guarantee that those things are going to be available forever fuck you hbo and and itunes uh itunes itunes iTunes. apple like Uh, when when you buy movies on apple there was a thing like a year or two years ago where they just said sorry all these hundreds of movies are now no longer on our server
1: sorry if you paid for them and people were like what the fuck that i still I, i i forgot about that but i still don't understand like what are there any kind of legal repercussions? I guess it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Apple's, like, whole thing with, like, the giant when contracts. When you know, buy
0: anything from them, there's, like, the, yeah, the, the micro Sanskrit <laughs> the <contract laughs> yeah, like, that you have to they're, sign.
1: they're saying in very small font, fuck you, yeah, going just to like that. digital noise Sorry. says. We'll take your money, and we'll give you this for now. But you know what? No complaining. It's so weird. Like, what were they expecting when that that, that was going to happen, when they take movies away? It's like, but I really, really wanted to see a Serbian film on Apple TV. <laughs> now you hey, took it away. There is
0: a physical bl- Blu-ray that came out of that like a year ago. I'm just oh, saying. I know. I and don't... I own it. Yeah, I was
1: like, they sent it to me and I was like. I'm not watching this uh, you shouldn't and um, I mean it is technically a good movie is it though yeah can we talk about that movie no we oh, have to talk man. about all the movies and we have a stack
0: uh, right now i will be splitting this up in two shows because there's no way we're gonna get through all this in one show oh not without it being <laughs> epic length uh yeah and that's right hi right hi hi chris how, how are, are you? you
1: or can i say joseph is joseph okay Gee, okay look what? no you know no, what? One,
0: no one calls you joseph
1: no one calls me joseph not even your mom no not definitely not now, well, no, no, <laughs> definitely not now. i mean if you were doing a seance let's just if say. i was doing a seance she would still call me right because when i was born uh my my dad who, whose name was joe or joseph as well and he was like oh so can we call him like joe or joey guess is my first name uh and she was like no fuck that and like <laughs> i was like he's going by right goddammit. it yeah, nice. and uh i was like and then it cursed me for the rest of my life i well. i was pointed out today one of my coworkers, he says like hey is this uh the third rate star trek character from season three <laughs> that i know about because that's the thing is like yeah my name's right sue like i know it sounds like a third rate star trek character that yeah. gets killed off in the second season it does indeed it yeah. really does yeah
0: <laughs> It's like, and let's introduce our new homesman that's come filling in this week. Ooh, right, Sulek? That's he wearing a red shirt? Is he a Romulan or something? What is this? (laughs) Yeah, well, don't feel bad. My parents came very close to giving me the middle name Cross. Like, in the hospital room, getting ready to sign the paperwork. And the nurse was like, um, (gasps) has it occurred to you his name would be Chris Cross Cox, and that would be awkward? Uh,
1: Amazing (laughs) as fuck no I'm very no glad that, that is that. the best name that is so <laughs> unfortunate uh can I, we talk about that I'm just like you guys are so boring the year was 1970
0: and <laughs> there was sure. lots of cool stuff and geeky stuff in pop culture that was neat and I'm like you
1: couldn't name me like Aragorn or some shit come on I don't know. I mean, I I always say with people who have like kind of funky names, you know, like Chris or something like that. And uh, and second
0: like, most popular name the, for men the year I, I was born. Right. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, is like never feel bad about having a normal, just a fucking normal name because yeah. kids will at least make fun of you about something else. I know, not your goddamn name. Every time I I complain about it, my friend Propecia is always like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot wait until the day. People will start like, hey, is this left? Or, hey, is this wrong? (laughs) I know that day will be when I die, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're always right in my book, though.
1: Hey, Chris, you're always right as well. Or you're always Chris Chris Coss. Chris Chris, (laughs)
0: Coss. It's hard to say. Oh, my God. We
1: are going to tongue twister. That is your new nickname. It's not, though. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, we got a lot of movies to talk about, so we're going to jump right in with a 2020 film that's been on my damn it i wish this had played a festival near me uh film becky because a lot of people were talking about it it stars lulu wilson as its lead star who yeah. was in uh 2016's ouija origin of evil which was the good one
1: that's where i know her yeah, from that's the good one w- who did that sandberg or flanagan or someone like that It
0: was Flanagan, but i can't remember off the top of my head yeah and then annabelle creation in 2017 which was also pretty darn good you know, both of those had terrible first movies and good follow-ups. and It's then like she Godfather was, Part Two, And then she was in The Haunting of Hill House, which, of course, on Netflix, which, of course, was incredible. Uh, the Mike Flanagan miniseries. So it was Flanagan, then did uh, Ouija, I'm I think. assuming, probably. Yeah, yeah. But even though she is, like, unquestionably the star of this film, the biggest amount of advertising belonged instead to Kevin James. Now, I know right? You're like... The best. Kevin yeah, James. He's so good. Paul Fag Mall Cop. I, I really dislike... Paul Blart. Paul, Paul, you said Paul, Paul Fagg Oh, sorry. no, That's, Paul a, that's a director Fige? I'm not crazy about. <laughs> um, uh, He's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, no. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Paul Blart. Anyway, yeah. I don't like Kevin James. I have never found him even faintly funny. Have you seen his stand-up before? Yeah. Oh. I did not care for it. Ooh. I'm sorry. Uh, he just belongs in that lesser tier of comedians who seem to only have a career because they're friends with adam sandler look technically you're correct (laughs) and i'll end my sentence there fair enough (laughs) but everyone was like wait this is a like horror action film and he plays a nazi bad guy with like a shaved head and tattoos and i admit that made me go i kind of got to see that yeah uh and you know he's the weakest part of this film
1: he really is yeah, who he, knew he that can't he do it. is not that great <laughs> but at what he does the good news is that Lulu Wilson really is she carries it yeah. and also the the other the co-stars like uh, Joel McHale and yeah. uh, I forget the actress's name that plays his new his fiance because Joel McHale is uh, Lulu Wilson's uh, father Amanda Bruegel Amanda Bruegel she because she's in Handmaid's Tale and, and it was Jasser, like, X. J- Jasser Jason X J- really yeah
0: yeah Anyway, anyway, so uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Action horror, Joel McHale plays Lulu's uh dad. She is very like, she's an angry thirteen year old girl. She wants the she angry. Like, she's just, man, fuck you, fuck everyone. And they're like, okay, well, we're going out to the cabin that we own and that supposedly he was gonna be selling. Mm-hmm. And they get there and he's like, Guess what? I'm not selling it because you know, that woman I've been dating. Well, we're going to get married, and I know that's going to upset you, but we're going to keep the cabin, so that's nice, right? And we're going
1: to stay here, and we're all going to be together.
0: The problem is, is that, of course, she's like... Fuck you, man. And she goes wandering off in the woods to there's a little sort of side cabin, like a treehouse cabin out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm just gonna sit here and brood. Meanwhile, it turns out this group of neo-Nazis freshly escaped from prison, led by Kevin James, have <laughs> hidden something in the house somewhere. And oh, yeah. they're like, Oh, we gotta go back and get it. But unfortunately, there are people there. And when uh, he comes back out and uh, I, you know, this is the first act of the movie, I'm gonna say, and he kills Joel McGale. She's like, look, only I'm allowed to kill my dad. <laughs> yeah, so basically. yeah. Her, and, her attitude is just like, but that was my job. Uh, and she's like, okay, you motherfuckers are going down, and not like in a Home Alone sort of like, oh, they'll be fine. But in well, a,
1: it's a brutally murdered with traps and stuff. So it's a way. more a, a good son Home Alone, yeah. if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get that uh, reference, everybody. And <laughs> fucking nerds. This is uh pretty fun. Overall, I think that, like it's, I said, fun. the downside is James just can't get menacing. He just, he can't do it. Man, you, you really see him try to be as menacing as possible. It's funny. I uh, I remember hearing about this movie, and this is the first time I watched it as well, um, and getting kind of excited. It's like, oh, it's. In, in, instead of all the old people getting in action movies, now it's a really young person getting into an action movie, right? And her, with her
0: own particular set of skills, and so right? Yeah.
1: And uh, and you know, using her surroundings and like, basically, you know, it's like Home Alone, but like you know, graphic violence. And the thing is, is that oddly enough, the the violence kind of took me out of it. Now, I love practical effects and gore and all that kind of great, uh, awesome stuff, but this one, I thought the tone was too all over the place that it just really didn't stick the landing in the end. It didn't 100% work. But when it did, it really did. And it was yeah. largely because of Lulu Wilson. Her right, intensity,
0: right. the fact that you're like, you're a dangerous person, period, much less to just neo-Nazis. Like, you're someone who's gonna snap at some point. Right. I
1: think that was the thing that I didn't really believe, uh, like, more of the setup of her character, was that, so she just has, you know, Hannibal Lecter in her back pocket this entire time, and then all of a sudden... Uh, but like Joel McHale didn't know these things that she is like this vicious. And, uh, and I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, new wife to be certainly did.
0: There's one where sure. she's like, y'all fuck with the well, wrong
1: girl. They, they knew that after she started, you know, kicking down some, you know, fucking Nazis. But like, the thing is, is that it even opens the movie. She's like getting in trouble at school, but it's kind of vague about what she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she beat up someone or something like that. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know. It just it, it the story it didn't really stick the landing. Kevin James's performance was not the greatest in the world. No. I thought everyone else's was good. Lou Wilson really does carry Becky, and that's kind of about it. Damn, there's
0: a sequel that came out this year at uh, South by Southwest oh, that yeah. I wanted to see, did not get a chance to, but everyone I know saw it said. It takes everything about Becky that works and makes it work so much better. Mm. It's like it's a considerably better sequel.
1: It's different people who directed it, too. Is it? Oh, yeah. I didn't it's a that. completely different crew.
0: Well, this is a special edition re-release, and there's an introduction for for about 20 seconds with the director. Yeah. Uh, well, there are two directors, and they both have their own introduction tracks here. There's a uh, two heads are better than one directing Becky that talks about the partnership between the two guys. There's an interview with Joel McHale. There's an interview with Lily Wilson, a fan art gallery and a behind the scenes photo gallery. So uh-huh. if you're already a fan of this film, this is a good purchase. And if you're not, you should at least try and check it out. I think, I think it's pretty fun. I, I genuinely enjoyed watching this and I wasn't expecting to like it quite as much as I did. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting this to be a letdown.
1: So, some of, I think the, the, the biggest appeal are some of the uh, the gore effects uh, that are all practical, and uh, it worked out pretty well for the most part. It, funny enough, again, one of them with, like, Kevin James and just like, all right, I've seen this before in Hostel.
0: <laughs> well, our next film is a 4K re-release of a 2013 paranormal romantic Zomcom. <laughs> Ram the, the only one. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. I remember when Warm Bodies came out, I was very cynical about it. At that point, nobody really? nobody really knew who Nicholas Holt or Teresa Palmer were. It was, oh. You know, it was like not a large, like, except for John Malkovich. It was really a sort of like, yeah, I've seen these people, but I don't really know them that well. Oh, yeah,
1: and Dave Franco's in it. Right, and Rob
0: Corddry. But, you know, it won me over so utterly and completely that by the end, I was like, okay, this was like, it's, it's... It, it has tinges of Romeo and Juliet, but it's not playing all the way sure. through on that. Right,
1: right. It, One side. There's yeah. there's just the Capulis, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it takes place eight years after a zombie apocalypse. <coughs> Nicholas Holt is a zombie, just knows that or thinks his name started with R because he he's sort of a narrator, but... He's still a zombie. He like yeah. can barely do much more than groan. He can kind of get like a half he word communicating out, communicating with
1: like his buddy Rob Corddry. He's like huh? also <sighs> a zombie. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. not
0: really getting words, but he wanders around an airport with lots of undead, um, with M, his friend Rob
1: Corddry. Yeah,
0: uh, and he has sort of built a collection on one of the planes of sort of like human stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah it it's um it's definitely a um a type of uh zombie movie that uh, like you're obviously following the main character which is a zombie and like well what else could they do like it's almost like a an idea of like how do they evolve other than just like utterly decaying right and i was like well this is interesting and i like it and it's very cute and he's great in it well
0: he encounters uh Teresa palmer as she and a group of survivors they sort of like get them in a you're not getting out of this type of situation. Yeah. And he basically kills and eats the brain immediately of her boyfriend, Dave Franco, and then starts getting, because when they eat brains, they get flashes of memories of stuff. And yeah, he new just Lord sort of, stuff I
1: thought was really cool. He just
0: sort of instantly has a dreamweaver moment looking at Teresa Palmer after that. He's like, <laughs> right. I think, I think I love her. I don't know what that is exactly, but he becomes like not any danger to her. And he basically takes her out of there safely and is like, yeah, yeah. like she's my girlfriend now. And she's like, what the, is happening right now yeah because he can't communicate like stay here safe the the more he's with her and the more he sort of like because he saved leftovers of the brain so he'll like sneak a bite every once in a while and the more he does that the more he starts sort of regaining his humanity and his heartbeat starts to flicker and he it's a very weirdly sweet film that works and yeah. it, it is at points a little bit gory, um, but not super gory. Yeah. And it's really funny. <laughs> There's a lot of laugh out loud moments. And like I said, it's like it's one of the only zombie movies ever made that has a unquestionably happy ending.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it really does. And what I think it does very well is that uh it it showcases the zombies as a not like vile awful like monsters Mm -hmm. they're just like well they're what they were human and then they just got the disease and now they're zombies and now they're dead and what's cool is that they actually form another type of villain which is even more decayed zombie called the bonies yeah and those are just like basically walking skeletons right and those are like the vicious ones and so you can kind of tell where it might lead to and it's really fun to see like like you just said this like hopeful zombie movie we're like oh my god it's actually gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do really recommend it i I know very few people who
0: have not enjoyed this film once they get a chance uh very few people have not enjoyed it oh Uh, and this gets upgraded obviously the image is better but also there's an upgrade from uh it's dts hd master audio 7.1 truck in the blue ray to a dolby atmos track in 4k here uh, as far as special features, it's all the supplements that were on the original Blu-ray review. They're they're here, and it because it comes with the Blu-ray disc as well. So it's not say, anything brand new, but sure.
1: If you don't own it, I mean, why not get the best version? Of it? I mean, it, it does look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, the 4K transfer to this. I remember seeing this years ago and like loving it, and I was like, this is such much so much of a fun movie. And then you say was like, oh, you get the the watch the 4K. I'm like fuck yeah! I haven't <laughs> seen this in like seven years or something like that. Yeah, I was. Excited to get a chance to rewatch. oh no, yeah, it. hell yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, everyone is good. Another 4K that's come out and also available on Blu-ray for a new film is Violent Night. Now we reviewed this in the theater. I don't believe you were on that. Right? I was not on
1: this one, and I'm actually kind of fascinated what you guys thought because I have thoughts. Uh,
0: it's directed by Tommy Wirkola, who is known for doing the Dead Snow movies, which are really really fun. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah I remember seeing the first one. Um, and this is. So it's a oh, Christmas horror, right? Like action horror uh, slash comedy, and it's got David Harbour who's playing the actual Santa Claus, but he's burnt out and exhausted and kind of a drunk, and he's like, "Man, nobody's the kids are ungrateful, parents are terrible. This is the worst fucking job." Yeah, and he ends up in this house with a whole family that all kind of fucking hate each other.
1: It's like very rich family. It's like the- Succession mixed with Santa Claus or Santa yeah. Slay,
0: <laughs> and uh, they're invaded by. Uh, guys who come in there, led by John Leguizamo, who are like, who are, who are pretending to be the caterers, and are yes. all like, okay, so we know you've got a bunch of money hidden in your safe and we're here to get it and we will kill anyone we need to but santa's in the house when this happens yeah and he is concerned because he has found a walkie-talkie and he's communicating with the young daughter who still believes and you know she <laughs> kind of gives him his strength and it turns out santa you know i mean at one point he was just a regular human which is to say
1: he was a gigantic to motherfucking viking, viking. <laughs> badass what, what was his name like skull cru- oh no his his hammer was skull, skull crusher. crusher yeah 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 him talking to the girl is like I remember those days just me and Skull Crusher <laughs> just pounding in people and just eating their entrails it was great times I miss those
0: times Then yeah, he's uh you know it was clear he was not always such a nice guy as Santa Claus and but now he's got to recall all those skills even with his dad bod and brutally kill <laughs> these guys in the house everyone and he does in fact brutally killed these these large group of in, yeah. home invaders here uh where you got like alex hassel is is uh one of the, the family members here alexis louder
1: is alex um, hassel the 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 son yeah oh man i i really want to like him yeah but everything Heaven's he's in bad. He is not good in. Well, Beverly D'Angelo from
0: National Influence Vacation Movies yeah. plays the matriarch of the house who like literally everyone is kissing her ass, but she's just horrible. Horrible. She's just a horrible person. And really, the film really works when it's just focusing on David Harbour. But whenever it goes back to the family, you're yeah. like, this was not very well written dialogue. No. It wasn't a very, very well plotted. Or even just, acted that well. Yeah, they're like, I never really bought this any of them connection between them i was like y'all want to mix the ref with like a christmas horror
1: yeah and you should have gotten better punch-up writers because that stuff the ref stuff is just not very funny here no it's not it it feels like two different movies and basically it's like hey what if the ref had santa in it yeah and like oh okay and, and lots of brutal violence yeah and also you know what how about was like john wick everything's john wick i'm like okay
0: <laughs> basically it's nobody but with santa claus it, to,
1: yeah. it's again it's an older guy yeah. playing a badass action star in this case it's just like well how about santa i'm like that's funny let's do that and, and lots of
0: winks and nods to the Die Hard series all sorts of stuff in here uh, and honestly or, and home alone too they oh, of like perfect they reference it specifically very specific, like by name <laughs> and yeah, Die yeah. Hard as well yeah um yeah, I, I ultimately I did enjoy this, but I was like, this
1: should have been so much better than it is. I did not. I thought this was crazily too long. And like, the, I mean, it's only, it's actually pretty close. What is it? Like two hours? Uh, it is kind of long if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's, it's almost. It's no, heard, it's, no, it's only 107 minutes. It is interminable. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with that. I, I think that like, yeah, to your point, the any of the scenes with the family are just like, I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care about anyone except for the daughter and the uh, the son's wife. Because yeah. uh, they're the only two people that are good. And there's a point that they kind
0: of want the family to like sort of mend their, their disagreements it. and it's like it comes out of nowhere and makes no sense it was no. just like convenience it, <laughs> the,
1: the only way that you can believe that is because you're believing that a Santa Claus exists in the film yeah, it's
0: more plausible that real Santa Claus is killing yeah. people to me <laughs> and,
1: and so like that's the only way that they I'm assuming in the writing room they were just like how they played off is like yeah. well Santa exists so this family they're just like well it's Santa we got to be together this feels like one of those films that like almost certainly it did
0: well in the theater and yeah certainly is going to get a sequel and Ugh. I have a feeling the sequel will be considerably
1: better than the first one. I, I hope. I mean, if they could just, again, like you said, focus on him. Yeah. I mean, even him, quite frankly, I thought he was kind of like sleeping his way through it a little bit. Well, I mean, you're supposed to be playing tired, sleepy Santa Claus. Though. Sure, but I mean, acting wise too, just like, I didn't really want to do this. <laughs> well, Jason Statham would have been a weird choice is all I'm saying. Uh, that would have been <laughs> fucking fantastic. You're like, wait a minute, you're from England <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Well, St. Nick. I mean, yeah. didn't he come from England or something? I
0: assume he's got to go up against Krampus in the next one, and then you could have him. Oh, be Krampus. See, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, just give me rare, expo- rare ex- uh, imports or exports. Ex- exports, exports yeah, yeah, and then I'll be fine. But, like, yeah, I, I, I'd I say honestly skip this one. I don't know. I didn't, did not have a fun. I think there are way better Christmas movies and action Christmas movies, and I'm just like. Oh, it's you know. far
0: from, like, the top of. No, like Christmas genre mix ups. Um, No, But I I disagree with you. I think it is well worth a look. And I think you might have a lot of fun with it. I certainly know a lot of people who did uh, who liked it a lot more than me. But you know what? I'm also we're both jaded. What are you going to do? We do. We review a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, And there are some extra features here. There's uh, about 19 minutes of deleted and extended scenes. There's a look at uh, casting David Harbour specifically. Uh, There's the making of violent night, which is only like six minutes long. <laughs> um, uh, uh, another six minute long look at how they did the fight scenes and the choreography, and then audio commentary from the director, the producer, uh, and the two writers. So that's this. It's not an exceptional set of extras, but it's, you know, it's, it's fine. Boilerplate. It's boilerplate, exactly. Yeah. That's the right term. Now I'm going to get into one that I'm sure Wright came oh, all over himself watching. Yes. And I'm like. I'm barely getting through this fucking movie. And the thing is, like, the first Swamp Thing movie, which was directed by Wes Craven, yep. is startlingly an actually pretty good film. It's, I've heard. It's not bad at all. you no. like, wow, this is this should be fucking total schlock. And he really, really wanted to. Took it seriously. He wanted to get a chance to do something that wasn't horror. Right. And he really took it seriously and wanted to make it work. And he did. It's not like an all-time classic, but it's pretty darn good. Now, the return of The Swamp Thing, on the other hand... Is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, directed by Jim Wynorski, who's oh. better, best known for films like The Bear Wench Project. And Busty Cops. <laughs> one, two, three, four, probably five and six. Uh, this returns with uh, um, Dick Durock and Lewis Jordan, two actors playing Swamp Thing, basically. one I think one more voicing it and one in the suit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but... And it brings back Anton Arcane, who was the bad guy from the the previous film. Um, Which where is
1: he from? Played by
0: Louis Jordan. who yeah. is he's French. He was in a oh. he, he was even in a Hitchcock film. Uh, oh, yeah, and Gigi and a bunch of good stuff. He's like kind of a legendary actor. Oh, but here he's clearly slumming it. And I don't is, know. He is like
1: hamming it up on a few points. And then
0: Heather Locklear is now the love interest because I don't know what happened to Barbara. Uh, i can't uh, remember her name but adrian barbeau adrian barbeau yeah. like, who's great yeah. love adrian barbeau had the luck there ain't no adrian barbeau and here she's like she's more like adrian bimbo
1: um it's just you've been saving that no it first. just occurred to me That's just a now pretty good line i like it i'm gonna take that <laughs> she's just intolerable she Look, really is i let me be clear this, again this is a movie. That I enjoyed for very specific reasons. Uh-huh. Because the movie is terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just... But,
0: it's like em- an embarrassment.
1: Because I, I I think... I don't know if we were talking about this last night, uh, but uh, he, my impression of Swamp Thing is like, Hey, thanks, Swamp Thing! And he's just like... Eh. And yeah. Like, he just gives him the wink. Yeah, but he also... He will talk at length. And he oh, sounds yeah. like... I don't know. He sounds like Face
0: from the a where like, he's all like, like hey, uh, kids, how are you doing? Hello, I'm Swamp Thing. I'm Swamp Thing.
1: How, how are you doing today? I'm glad I was able to help. I was like, no problem, kids. Stay in school. Because <laughs> uh, there, there are a few months, I watched this with Eric, uh, Sam and Diego, and- <laughs> there is a moment when for, for some reason uh there are two kids i know you hated the kids because they're oh man they're terrible they're
0: so bad i
1: loved these kids because oh, they are having a blast and it's like the director just told them, like just do something <laughs> and uh and it's just like little fat little kid and this other kid and their are friends in a trailer park and then uh for i forget why uh someone comes to their door try to like uh kill them i forget why yeah uh, but no it's because the, there's
0: the anton arcane is making like he's he's doctor like morrowing he's, he's yes. building like humans, oh, of humans yeah. and creatures and all the, like
1: practical effects of the creatures yeah. they yeah. all look so shitty and yeah. fun yeah.
0: yeah i love it i agree with you there uh and some of them have escaped into the swamp and they're dangerous and they're killing people oh that's right why.
1: it was one of the monsters it yeah, shows with yeah. the door and then the swamp thing comes in and kicks the thing's ass and the kids are just like wow with like the and, <laughs> Eric and I were like, I hope that's not the only scene with the kids. I bet it's the only it scene. not there. And either. it's not. They're Dude, in the it. They're out. Movie. It's great. I wish they were the
0: stars of this fucking <laughs> the, movie. The one, one thing here I was like, I don't understand why Monique Gabrielle wasn't cast as Abby Arcane, the Heather Locklear role. Because she is, first off, in this era, she was pretty much the most beautiful woman in the world. She was so hot. Yeah. Most people don't know her name because she wasn't the world's greatest actress, but she could do, she could pull it when she wanted to. Here, she's the one playing the badass, uh, like, female person who works for the bad guy. Who also disappears. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the movie, like, where the hell she go? Have you ever seen Bachelor Party? no okay so there's a scene in batch tom hanks bachelor party yeah. where his friends have sort of set him up with like man it's your last night single you got to get laid tonight and he's like kind of resisting it and dodging it but then they're like come on go in there she's waiting for you we said the perfect and it's her and like you just go through puberty instantly when that movie came out you're like "Spruing! oh look a pubic hair!" uh now, and she takes her shirt off and you're like <laughs> You're like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> she she's funny. that she actually has one scene that she's actually kind of fun in it. And um it's just it's a bonkers movie. It's made yeah. by a guy who does softcore porn. And, and some of that is here. <laughs> some ish. Yeah. I mean, well, the sum is uh is everyone is slightly scantily clad yeah. and uh and almost trying to do nudity. It's just like this guy loves boobs. Yeah. And he was like, I want to show all, off all the cleavage as much as possible in a Swamp Thing movie with two kids who are fucking fantastic. Um, but you mean terrible, but I understand. Sure. Yeah. I, this
0: is one of those films that you, the, five minutes in, you're like, fuck, what have I got myself into? This is bad. And I, See, I along, said, fuck,
1: yes. <laughs> what it, have I got
0: myself into? As it goes along, it does get worse and worse. But. <laughs> It has a tipping point of like, this is one of those films that's so bad that it's actually mildly fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, watching this with... A, this is The only way you want to watch this is with a group of people. Like, you yeah. definitely invite some friends over. Yeah. Have some drinks or whatever and, and watch it because it's just... Yeah, you'll mystery science theater,
1: theater it in your own couch. I mean, oh, yeah. it deserves it. It totally has it coming. Um, and I think it knows it too. I think everyone kind of knows, maybe except for Heather Locklear, uh, knows that this is like fucking garbage. Yeah. Because <laughs> like... All the monsters are dumb and uh, and they make no sense. And Swamp Thing is just being, it's it's almost like a Saturday morning cartoon where uh, he like he's like telling he's like, do math and do your homework, kids. And uh, it's like and him him having any dialogue with Heather Locklear is like Heather, I can't touch you if I do, and we we can't continue life like this. And she's <laughs> like and she. Is immediately like I want to jump your bones <laughs> right now. Yeah, she's a she's a botanist, and they're like, or not oh like, yeah, she yeah. was talking about she's a botanist or yeah. she's a florist, florist. Yeah, and she just lo- she's like, I wish like men were more like plants. And- so when she says that, your eyeballs are supposed to roll out of your skull. Yeah because uh, then you're like, of course she's going to try to fuck Swamp Thing. Like, immediately. And, and I, she does! Yeah.
0: They, they have a, because, like, even in the comics, uh, there's a thing where we can't, he doesn't have genitalia, but what we can do is he's these hallucinatory pods that grow out of him. So if you, like, yeah. both eat off the same pod, you go into sort of like a, you know, the Dreamweaver sequence. Oh, Dream Dreamweaver. Weaver. So she has sex with the actor, basically, yeah. in the dream. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, okay. It's like, um like, I know, get
1: to kiss her shoulders.
0: Some critics actually liked this. Um, really? Roger, Roger Ebert defended it uh, against Gene Siskel, who obviously did not. Um, uh, I love Roger Ebert. <laughs> He's a good man. The DVD Talk, which is a pretty big source of reviews over the years, gave it four out of five stars. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, there was a poet who, uh, Kathleen Norris is very well known, who wrote a poem about this movie <laughs> in one of her books. <laughs> Um, and then Peter David, who's probably one of the best comic book writers of this era. Uh, he was hired to write a novelization of the film and he hated the script so much. He just rewrote almost the whole thing and and they
1: just, I don't know. And they just published it anyway. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was such a blast again to watch with another person. I can imagine watching it by yourself, but I did. And it was tough. This is the type of movie just to be playing in the background or with a group of people like making fun of it or at the Jackalope or Casino El Camino in Austin, Texas and just like what the fuck is that Swamp Thing? I was That's like, what? weirdest thing about this they released it on fucking 4K and it looks gorgeous <laughs> it's
0: just so it's, weird it
1: has no business being on 4K no. and I'm glad that money was spent yeah, they did. on this yeah they really did um... and I'm so glad we did not spend any money to get
0: this <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some special features cause this is like an anniversary type thing and it's got reflect- 35 years. Yeah. 35 years later <laughs> reflections on it, uh, which the, with the producer, um, there's the, a music video, your ever loving swamp thing by the Riftones, which by the way is a mystery science theater project.
1: Oh, yeah, the, there it is. The guy, yeah. Yeah. The guy who
0: voiced Tom Servo is the lead singer of this group and largely, like at least in this particular video, he's just sort of he's doing that thing where he's singing all the harmony parts himself, like, you know, oh. harmonizing with himself.
1: Uh, oh yeah, he's great. There's
0: a 2018 commentary uh, and a, a 2003 commentary. So uh, and there's a slipcover. I mean, it's a for what it it's is. It's a packed. It's a it's a package, nice little man. set, but you know, I I wouldn't recommend it.
1: I would recommend it. Buy at least three copies. And tell yeah. me that I'm right.
0: So did you know that Taiwan never made a slasher film until
1: 2009? No, Chris. It's not like you told me about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about. That's ridiculous. And I, hearsay. I, it is kind of strange when you when you said that, uh, that that's true. And yeah, it's I'm, just weird because it's like this... Wait, when was this? 2000,
0: 2009. Um, 2009. Yeah. Uh, this was... Uh, It's called Invitation Only and it looks from the... The packaging's terrible. You're like, look at it and you're like, wow, this looks like it's just going to be one of those direct-to-video type cheapies that somebody got the rights for a song and is now re-releasing on Blu-ray because horror fans will buy anything. And so as a horror fan, I
1: know. You fucking idiots. But you
0: know what? I kind of like
1: this. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't love it.
0: It is one... This is strictly for gore hounds. No question. Sure. And it also has a lot of the sort of like very soft core sex stuff going on. Like there's extended soft core sex.
1: So the, in this film. the, the main actress who uh, gets nude, I was like, who is this? And uh, she is an adult film actress. Yeah. Um, 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 I believe it's yeah Maria Ozawa. She was yes. very famous in her time for yeah. doing this. And she's just a knockout. She's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And, and her, I mean, everyone dies spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and like her death scene was like, Oh shit. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So it's this guy Wade, and uh, he works for this
0: very douchey but very rich and powerful CEO, Mr. Yang. Um, He catches his boss having sex with that said woman, uh, who's named Dana, and she's a super supermodel in there. But his boss is like, "Okay, well, uh, you know what? Let's just keep quiet about this." And because I guess he's married or whatever, and I'm gonna, I there's this party going on. It's just for the rich and famous, but tell you what, you can take my place there. I'm going to let, just give my tickets to you. You'll have a great time. Well, of course, it's not that easy because it gets there and everything seems great at first, except here's the thing. It's surviving the game. It's a bunch of rich people who have invited certain people who are not rich in order to hunt, torture, and murder them. And yep. they, of course, end up turning the tables on the said rich people in ways that are exceptionally gory and kind of cool. Yeah, the it's practical a, effects are pretty good. It's a very familiar formula, but yeah. they did a great job with the practical effects. It's pretty fast moving. Uh, I, you know, the, my only problem was that Yes, I obviously I want to see this gorgeous porn, pornographic actress naked, but
1: okay, there's a point. You're like, can we wrap this up? Well, uh, <laughs> I because I, it is kind of an extended scene, yeah. And I was then thinking, like, wait, is this a different movie now? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Because I get it. It like nud like Roger Corbin always said, like violence and nudity is the best thing, or like nudity is the cheapest cheapest special effect, and I get it and granted i guess this is taiwan's first slasher movie it's like we gotta go all in and that's like the oddly enough it's the one thing there's actually weird nudity in some of the things that we watched the for digital noise uh today but yeah it's it's one of the few things like okay we didn't need like that much Uh, because also it doesn't add anything no 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 i mean other than if
0: you're watching it specifically because you're a fan of this actress but you're like She's got a ton of triple X pornos. Why aren't you just watching that if you want to see her naked? Wait, really? I got to go. Yeah. You didn't immediately Google it? I don't know who would do that. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, it was like, wow, who's getting nude for this stupid movie? <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Chrome, new incognito window. And <laughs> 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 you don't even have to worry about deleting my browser history if I <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I pre-thought this. so
1: That's so funny. That's that's very relatable. You yeah. fucking nerds. Uh, there are
0: some extras. There's a behind-the-scenes feature. There's, There's about some, six minutes, huh? um, which is like just footage shot on set during the making of the film yeah. and some brief interviews. Uh, that's about it. There's... um. A, like trailers and a few other trailers for movies from unearthed films which we've reviewed on here a lot evil yeah. dead trap evil dead trap 2 and tokyo decadence oh, oh god those two things. ldk which we both really
1: liked i believe i can't remember
0: if you saw that one with me uh, i think John? so
1: yeah 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 uh, i also just noticed on the the back cover where it says like you know starring brian chang and then jerry huang and at the end it was like and guest starring liz <laughs> i'm like wait who? who's who's fucking Liz All right. uh, we're gonna move on to an Arrow re-release of a film that
0: I had never heard of from 1992 <sighs> called The Vagrant and when I got it uh, John Golson the other DN host saw it and said okay normally I, my first instinct is like oh I'm definitely reviewing this because I love this movie and no one is, no one I know has ever seen it mm-hmm. but I kind of want two people who haven't seen it to review it together. Mm. And so he p- intentionally passed it on to you. going Oh like, yeah. No, right. Should be the one to see John's this. a good man. Um, and it is executive produced by Mel Brooks. It's got a young yep. bill Paxton as its lead character. Graham, who is a financial clerk who is just gotten kind of like a upgrade at work. And so he buys a new house and there's this really grotesque homeless man who's squatting across the street and he starts thinking not being entirely clear that the homeless man is either getting into his house sometime, somehow or he's having hallucinations. Well, that,
1: he's he's tipped off that we like he's at least given a little bit of benefit of the doubt where uh that the first night he wakes up, he the, the vagrant is just in his kitchen washing his hands or something. He's like, "Uh, excuse me." And he and he just like silently just walks back out cuz yeah. like Bill Paxton's really afraid cuz he's Kevin of Nebbish. Yeah. And He walks out and is like, what the fuck? And so it's just, it begins this whole series of like his life and his, um, He's just, like, super paranoid that the guy is, like, getting into his house at night and, like, moving things and doing weird shit to his place. And uh, and then he starts upgrading more and more and more his security system. And his girlfriend or fiancé is just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And is like, there's no problem at all. He's just a homeless guy. Maybe we can help and talk to him. Like, no, don't do it! <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it is... I think that you could... Well, actually, you don't know where the story's going because it goes to it bonkers goes places. Weird fucking places, dude. But the the way that it is shot, scored, and directed is so <laughs> weird and great. I loved it.
0: Okay. I, I was not in love with it. Um, I found it a wild curiosity of film. Certainly, uh, it is ambitious. It's with a small budget, but... It just tries too much and it doesn't all fit together. And a part of the reason is you know, I am never been crazy about films where your lead character is largely unlikable, and he is, and he's supposed to be largely unlikable. Right, right. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Um he has a, a serious girlfriend that he wants to move up to the next level with, you know, talk about marriage and things. Um and like, she is really, really vain and, and shallow as well. And you're like, okay. Is she really? I forgot. Yeah. I thought she was a little bit more. Um, Not really. Yeah. She's kind of <sighs> like she was asking about like how much money you make and stuff like that. Clearly, she's like in it for to make sure she's marrying
1: upward. upward oh, we, yeah, I guess uh, so.
0: And you've got Michael Ironside is a ridiculous cop. Like, just like an Oops. absurdly ridiculous cop, which one of the things is like. I was at this point when he came in. I was like, okay, this is the guy. Is, somebody injected him with hallucinogenic drugs because this is not happening,
1: right? <laughs> right. He's so absurd. Yeah, the, M- Michael Ironside's detective is one of those like, fuck you. We know you did something. And because also people start showing up dead Yeah, and they all think that Bill Paxton did. it. And he's like, no, no, it's the vagrant. It's the one-armed man. Right. And there's and, no proof. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, oh, and then they're like, we think
0: you're the one who's been killing people in the neighborhood. And then he's like, Maybe it is me that's been killing and people, he is doubting week.
1: himself. And you're like, "Wow, I guess the movie's wrapping up." No, there's like 30 more minutes. Yeah, and you're like, "30 more weird." What? Like where suddenly it turns into the Hitcher. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> like again, the places that this movie goes to, uh, it, it's pretty wild. But I was never bored. Okay, I loved the way that it was shot. It it was. Um, it felt very much like a Coen Brothers meets Sam Raimi mm-hmm. meets slight twinge of Terry Gilliam. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the music, like, man, I, I still can't get over the music, the soundtrack. It was so fucking cool where it was utilizing, like, uh, like breaths, a part of, like, the syncopation of, like, the music. <gasps> and... Like it really kept up the momentum in every scene when he is like slowly losing it. And it's like, oh, and anytime the vagrant come in and you like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, man, this is fucking good. I, <laughs> I it worked for me really well. You know, like I
0: said, it's a curiosity. It's well worth watching, uh, especially like, yeah, wow, that unheard of Bill Paxton project. But it ultimately did not work for me. I I did not care for it. I can completely comprehend how someone would love it, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those movies a lot of people love, and I'm like, I just... It just doesn't connect with me. Like Judd Nelson's The Dark Backwards is another one a lot of people love. It's a crazy little cult film, like, like cult horror a- a- action comedy film that people, I remember when it came out, I was like, you got to see this. I was like, that was not very good. It's called
1: The Dark Backwards. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah. No. Well, um, mm, there you go. yeah. Like the vagrant. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't really
0: work. So, <laughs> but it's such a curiosity that it even exists or monkey bone with Brendan Fraser. Not a good movie, <laughs> but it's so fucking weird yeah. that it has its defenders. you Yeah. Know? yeah anyway uh there are some extra features here there's a 2022 interview with the director chris wallace uh you are in hell an interview with uh marshall bell who played the uh the marshall the, bell that's who it is he's a famous voice actor and he plays the uh, uh he
1: also plays uh Quinto, uh yeah. in uh, total recall where michael ironstein's in that movie as well oh, wow okay and um, bill paxton's in um something <laughs> okay. At least six degree of Bill Paxton. I don't do,
0: know where I was really going with that one. <laughs> uh, there's a 2022 interview with Michael Ironside that's pretty funny called Barfuss Homicide. Uh, his name's Barfuss. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, handling his property, a 2022 interview with Colleen Camp, who plays the realty agent who comes into it multiple times in the film. Oh, but yeah. Who's best known by at least me as the maid from
1: Clue the movie. That's right. Yeah. That's where I knew her from. Yep. And she wants to jump Bill Paxton. Bones. Yeah, she makes no bones about it. But that's what she wants all to right, do. Let's move on. Oh, I'm this
0: sorry. Is, I'm that that was not off. one of my better jokes. No, I, I, I is... realize. I wish my next movie was, in fact. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to skip to that because our next movie's Bones and All. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Bones, Bones and All. Um, we
1: throwing you a bone. We we watched this movie at, at um F- uh, fantastic fantastic fest, fest together. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: directed by the great Luca Guad- Guadagnino. I love his movies. I really do. Oh yeah! And I—the last thing I ever expected, you know—after *I I Am Love*, *A Bigger Splash*, *Call Me By Your Name*, all three great, very heartfelt, nostalgic, sweet films, for him to go, yeah, I'm gonna remake *Suspiria* and go, wait, what? And And, do it really well. Brutal horror version. And then he's like, kind of like this horror thing. We're we're gonna keep up with this, and now I'm gonna do a, a more original project. Bones and All, which is a romantic horror. You know, this would have gone, gone good next to uh, warm, warm Bodies. Bodies, probably.
1: yeah, a little bit. Well, this is also based on a book.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the same name, by Camille D. Angelis. Uh, this stars Taylor Russell, uh, who is known for starring in Lost in Space television series, as mm. well as the, the movie Waves in 2019, which he got nominated for a Spirit Award. Oh, okay. And of course, the person everybody knows now, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. worked with, with Guadagnino before. And it's a alt world where there are cannibals i mean i know there have been actually cannibals in our world but the idea being there's sort of a a power advantage to being a cannibal they don't get into details but yeah they definitely like there are people who are just born and they have to do this they'll go crazy if they don't eat human flesh and will literally just go totally off the rails and if they do eat it they have like enhanced smell Yeah, like, so it's almost kind
1: of like a dog but it vampirism what, of some yeah, sort yeah what what i what i really liked about the idea uh, when we saw it was uh, uh it has like a sci-fi idea but with like fantastical elements like using, using almost like fantasy uh, approach mm-hmm. uh and it's very subdued the way that uh it it tackles that and it, uh, cuz it's not like it's it's not like there was like we got to eat someone to find someone uh, like they're not yeah. really doing that. Uh, just like they happen to do it. And then really all it is that they're noticing like other cannibals than anything else. Because there's Mark Rylance, who yeah. is, I think, one of the scariest villains He's, I've seen in years. He is
0: so fucking creepy and off-putting in this.
1: Oh, my God. Nothing like seeing in his tidy whities chowing down on some old broad's face and uh,
0: this is a period piece uh the, taylor plays maren and when we meet her she's like i mean there's a very disturbing moment where it's like very beginning. You think it's about to be like a lesbian first lesbian experience oh no
1: <laughs> I, seeing it, I remember seeing it in the theater and everyone's like go like what the fuck yeah uh, i I've, I've recommended this movie to a few people who are just like yeah i want to watch a good like drama i was like I mean, bones and all, uh, and mm-hmm. they, the, and they come back the next day. like, right the first five minutes like yeah. yeah Andre Holland plays her dad
0: who's like I, I knew this was gonna happen like and apparently it's happened before yeah, similar yeah. things and they've had to keep moving because she keeps not being able to control herself and he basically abandons her he's like I can't do this again I did it with your mother I'm not gonna do this again oh my god uh, and the mother know, so she decides she's gonna figure out a way to track down her mom since so she got this from her mom and maybe her mom will have some answers because her dad clearly did not yeah uh, so she basically Goes on, gets on a bus and takes off. Where initially she runs into Mark Rylance, who's like, Oh, yeah, they can smell each other, these special cannibals. I smelled you down the street. Yeah. And he's like, I'll help you. You like, we'll be partners. But, you know, she gradually starts to realize this dude is fucking. Great boy. We- Weird. Uh, yeah, um, he wears
1: a feather in his hat, and he has a rat tail. Blech. Yeah, it's the, intentionally just gross. And he eats
0: people. But then she ends up um meeting up with Timothy Chalamet, who is also one of these people, and it turns into sort of a romantic road trip film. Yeah. as he agrees to go with her to try and track down where her mom is, and at the same time they're growing closer and closer, and yeah. you know becoming more romantic and she also is kind of scared of that because what does this mean for someone who has these, even with another cannibal, what does this mean? Can I even be in a romantic relationship? Right. Which right, right. often involves the mouth on another person's flesh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and approaches it very sensitively. And I think, and I think that's why, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, uh, Guadagino. Jared, yeah. How he approaches these subjects is like, it's still with the, The delicacy that he dealt with, like his other films, yeah, and even like with Suspiria, and um it's fascinating to watch this is what I'm, I think this is my fifth best movie of last year it was fantastic I, yeah. I love this by. movie what
0: an incredible job of directing cinematography is gorgeous the Everyone acting is it. all great oh my god the score is fantastic yeah. as, as are when they do soundtrack choices of putting songs in it they're always so mm-hmm. just perfectly chosen yeah I mean it's a real stunningly gorgeous but deeply disturbing little
1: movie I mean that's that's the thing I mean like you gotta prep yourself because <laughs> I mean the they do not shy away and there's like other great actors in there, like Michael Stuhlbarg and David Gordon Green, the director. of oh, that's Have like two other
0: cannibals they run into who they're like, we need to go the fuck away. It's moon.
1: like Beavis and Butthead, Head, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, but cannibals. That's you're right. like, duh! And
0: Jessica Harper, who was the original star of the first of the '70s Suspiria, uh, has a small appearance here as, oh, as yeah. her. Oh yeah, yeah, as her yeah, yeah, grandmother. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. This is just terrific, and you know, it is not if you're going into this more like I love horror movies. That's not really the right way to approach it. No, it's but not. that being said, if you're like, yeah, I don't know, I mean, you're saying a lot of good things about the drama and the script, but I can't take much horror stuff. This is not for you either. Yeah. Because it, it gets I, gory. It's <laughs> almost for
1: people who uh, are really into horror, but also love Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. You'll love this. Yeah. Um, but the other way around... I'm like, yeah, are you cool with people eating fingers off of a bone? like, I don't know if you are, man. (laughs) Unfortunately,
0: there's not much in the way here. Extras. It's pretty bare bones. There's like five, Uh very short, like under, like the longest one's two and a half minutes uh, featurettes that are just EPKs, don't really add anything to it. This is one of those films I could see someone else re-releasing at some point with a really solid, like set of extras which it deserves yeah because otherwise I'd be like well this is the big of the week but this is just it's a it's a shitting it out on blu-ray before somebody else spends a bunch of money to actually do a decent job of releasing the film yeah
1: oh yeah I forgot Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the yeah. soundtrack <laughs>
0: multiple yeah. Oscar winning <laughs> both of them.
1: They are too good. Yeah, they are very, very good. Yeah. Well, um,
0: I think we're going to end this week with Dot Com for Murder because that sounds like a film you want to see, right? And that's how we want to end this show. Yeah, on an <laughs> up note. Well, it was going to be with Bones and all, but it was too perfect. I had to switch the places here. So perfect. This is by uh, written and directed by Nico Mastarakis, who is kind of a legend for bad films, even though he was actually a legend politically as a journalist. Right. Yeah. He is a crazy, I mean, look him up. He's got this crazy history, but then he just moved into doing stupid movies (laughs) and (laughs) has done a bunch of them. And some of them are very popular with like people who like bad movies. Right. Um, this is the first time I've ever heard of him. 1982's blood tide is one with him Mm. that, that like people tend to defend, um, and God, what was it? We actually reviewed one. Oh, I've, I've reviewed Island of Death before, which is his first one uh, from 1975. Uh, and then, oh God, what was it? We did a, there was a sci-fi action one we saw recently and I'm blanking on the name of it, but we, we, we did review it on the show and it was like, wow, this is terrible. But oh, was it with me? Also, no, it was, it was with John. Oh, okay. No, it was, but it was also kind of fun. Um, so I had hopes i guess despite the really really awful name i mean this the, come on dot com for dot murder? Com for murder
1: god damn it what the hell like, do you like alfred Hitchcock? They're like yeah well you're gonna hate this so, like, <laughs> i was like oh there's some interesting people in this cache It
0: starts right out with roger daltrey the singer from the who and he's like this <laughs> rich architect living in la with his wife played by Natasha Kinski who's like kind of a legend and yeah. you know she at this point was I think she got to be already in her 40s I guess when this came out but yeah, like yeah. She still looks fantastic it was 2001 when this came out right um and she broke a leg he's leaving town for her work and she's like well I can't my leg's broken so I'm not going with you so but she's staying like, in this you better house not and cheat em- on me. immediately just starts going through his shit right you're like she's his wife when she's never had an opportunity to like go through his shit before but but
1: it's it's funny that uh it's the first time i guess I, I would love to have seen this in 2001. It was like, oh, is that what you do? Is that what you do to try to snoop on your significant other? Right? Well, because this, this is a very, very, very dated movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, with uh, its view of the internet and VR. Uh, it is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, the way... <laughs> Well, let me, let me continue with the okay, plot sorry, here. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: So they they <laughs> he's got like a, you know, early version of like an Alexa, like Hal, his house computer that like, you know, locks sure. and unlocks the doors <laughs> and whatever. Uh, and they discover he's been on this site like, called America Love Online. And so she takes over his identity and starts chatting with one of his friends. And she's like, yeah, let's meet up tonight. And she's like, I knew that bastard was cheating on me. But then somebody else takes over, like hacks her account and starts chatting and using her identity. And she's yeah. watching it happen. and she can't do anything to stop it and he's like arranges to meet this girl who guess what shows up dead and
1: well because he's uh, also live streaming it through his little uh dorky like vr glasses things and uh it's yeah and so they're uh, able to see that
0: so they call the police and like this so the the policeman who here's here's another one huey lewis (laughs) Yes, that that Huey Lewis. Oh yeah, my god. It's like, "Oh, I've got to help these girls, but I like, you know, the hacker is real good at what he does even though he's like a serial killer, or whatever." Anyway, point is it's playing with rear window a little bit but only a little bit and it's it's,
1: really... it's stretching yeah it's definitely rear window more than anything else uh but but it's trashy it's one of those films that came out you know it
0: came out in 2001 so it's like ooh, new technology soon we'll all have this in our house and, like, okay. and now we
1: do and now we do honestly it was scary. sort of ahead of its time with a few things uh but it's just funny because like the the murderer it's uh himself is uh Basically believes that he is like, you know, godlike on the Internet and uh, like all trolls. Yeah. And uh, and so the way I, I get I have a, an affinity for movies that are very, very dated uh, that yes, you do that. Well, that love to really get knee deep on their idea of mainly the Internet. The internet is always the funniest one. Like I always think about virtuosity and Johnny M- Mnemonic, and Dude, whenever anyone's trying to hack something, and it's like a video game with lots of colors. Yes, like, they got to get through brruh, the tunnels. And, well, it's the same thing in like in Jurassic Park when she's like, "This is a Linux system," <laughs> and it's like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. "Anyway, uh, uh, uh. anyway." <laughs> right? uh, but it, it's really funny how it all plays out, uh, just like using the technology. And uh, it's it's so fucking lame, yeah. and everyone in it is just like halfway asleep because her best friend, who is uh, or no, her sister, right? Yeah, I think she Sherit- Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. Um, who <laughs> like. I, some of them was like why what are you doing in this why are you here and Huey Lewis is the most egregious I think cuz Roger uh, Daltrey just gets the fuck out of there like oh, after yeah. 5 minutes yeah he's like okay I give me my fucking paycheck <laughs> yeah he's like uh and but Huey Lewis has this like partner who eric and i watched this one as well together <laughs> and we were talking about like why isn't huey lewis just quoting his songs like that's his like you know uh when uh it's like, damn it
0: i want a new drug
1: yeah it's like <laughs> it's like I, I wish that like after she kills the bad guy, was like well that's the power of love <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. just like come on why not
0: why not this is already dumb as shit uh, that would only make it I better is the wrong word, but more watchable.
1: Only make it just perfect.
0: (laughs) You know, this is yeah, this is absolute trash, but it is. It's weird how they got the people they did, and the choices of the people that they got are weird. It's weird. Um, yeah. It's uh, like the it guy makes... is a competent film director, but he makes, he just like, fine, that's a, a, two cents, okay, I'll make a movie. And well, he just like, he doesn't like fight to get the budget he wants. He's no. just like, no, no,
1: no, I got, I got, it's fine. Don't, don't worry. I got this. I, I blame this more on the casting director. This is the one of the few times that I think we'll talk about this in any of the movies. <laughs> yeah. Cause it seems like the casting director is like, hey, so Johnny, what do you think about uh, the, the, the main detective? He's like, <laughs> oh oh Hugh lewis and like uh, okay my
0: best friend's co-worker's uncle is huey lewis and i think he could talk to him like <laughs> it's just it's the most bizarre casting yeah.
1: it's so weird
0: i i don't get it uh this is i mean it wasn't intolerable to watch or no, anything it, was it was just
1: it's just... it actually kind of boring at points yeah, and which is unfortunate because like everyone definitely the murderer is hamming hamming it up yeah But he's the only one besides Huey Lewis, and Huey Lewis is not in it until, like, Halfway through the and movie, there's like
0: a twist moment in the third act where it's kind of like, Oh, god, oh, the killer's in the house. So you're like, Ugh. Yeah, I saw that coming from like a billion miles away. Well, you're supposed also, to also, be... as soon as he's in there, like, Yeah, we know, yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, we so see the bomb for some reason. They put this out on Blu ray, uh, whatever. <laughs> the, this guy has his fans who collect all his stuff, you know, okay, sure, why not? Yeah, you have some shittier stuff than this, and quite frankly, house. I'm
1: surprised it's not one of me. It's not me.
0: <laughs> Uh there's a 38 minute archival making of dot com for murder. Did you uh, watch that? No, of course no, not. No, neither did I. No. No. Uh there's <laughs> a newer retrospective. They made a new retrospective twenty. Oh, did you minutes. watch that? No. No, I didn't either. No, me neither. No, no. There's an interview with Roger Daltrey and Huey Lewis, and then a trailer in the image gallery. So and an insert booklet with a
1: essay. Um I I don't know. <laughs> I I love that you're deflated. You're just like, I, oh oh man, I don't know. This one bummed me out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't know. And like, so if I was going to go strictly based on, like, quality of film, it would be either Bones and All for, for Pick of the Week or, oh. or, or Warm Bodies. But neither one of which really has any notable extras, really. I mean, Warm Bodies has a solid group of, of, of Blu-ray extras from the previous release, but it's just a straight-up re-release of those. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard to say. I know you want the vagrant, so I'm going to just go, Look, like, we'll just put the vagrant. It'll make on, John Golson. happy. On,
1: hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let's discuss this. Let's okay. Let's be serious about this. Okay. Now, the whole point of the show is about physical releases, right? Yes, yes. Now, and also judging the film at the same time. Sure. Now, I think it's between The Vagrant and Return of the Swamp Thing because uh, wow. this Return of the Swamp Thing Holy has shit. a shit ton on- It does have a shit ton it about It does have images. a shit ton, and yeah. it goes really in-depth on the I'm gonna you decide.
0: You pick- because I don't have a dog in this fight, quite frankly. I'm like, you know what? I don't care, because neither one is one I would pick, but, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> I I would say, in the end, because I enjoyed it so much, The Vagrant. Okay, yeah, and Vagrant is the pick but of the week. But Return yeah. to the Swamp Thing is very close. If you're close. more like Wright, you know
0: what to get. If you're more like me, don't get those. <laughs> Fuck you, you nerds. <laughs>